I am Alessandro Madami. I'm a product designer, and since six years, I'm working uh, with uh, Alice, that's my fiance, in a project that is a Gypsy in the Kitchen. And basically, it's a blog, a travel blog about uh, travel, of course, and food. and um, I'm coming from uh, the fashion world that, and we drop uh, all our career in fashion because uh, since six years uh, with my fiance Alessandro we are creating the life we want uh, with the Gypsy in the Kitchen that is our blog that became soon like a lifestyle magazine and um, we speak about life, recipes and travel. And we have uh, like a little home restaurant in our place that is always fully booked and it's something that makes us really proud. And we travel with our van. Yeah, we can say that everything started with the blog and it became something, you know, developing and something that keeps on changing. Because we started with the blog, then we got a home restaurant, got an e-commerce and, uh, and we travel pretty much. So yeah. And the first question I have to ask everybody that comes up to the show is a very random one, but it's, I think, very telling of people's personalities, and especially of Italian people, is uh, how do you drink your coffee? Uh, I drink my coffee in the French press. So I prepare, every, I wake up every morning, I go out with my two furry kids, Brie and Baku, and when we come back, I have my coffee with um, French vanilla inside and I brew it uh, on uh, a French press, so it's very long and hot <laughs> and uh, vanilla, 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 I would say, like very vanilla flavor. I drink cappuccino with almond milk and no sugar at all. Okay. And what is Gypsy? Because I understand the project, I guess. I, actually, I think, I mean, I, the first time I met you was long enough ago that you were still working in fashion. Mm -hmm. So through your Instagram, I'm following you. I did get to experience how it evolved from, I guess, an idea to something now that is quite successful and very, like, there's very passionate people that follow you and I guess appreciate what you do. Uh, but this has always been like one question I've always had. What does gypsy mean to you and why gypsy? We are gypsy because uh, we always love to travel. We are curious people that, that wants to investigate what makes life beautiful. So uh, we go in the countries where we want to go. Like for instance, we went to Norway and we bring back ingredients, recipes and uh, memories and we put everything back in our home kitchen and in our recipes. What do you say? I think that gypsy, gypsy are used to being community, you know. So what we're trying uh, to, to feel gypsy is like, ah, uh, uh, it's a really good question, you know, I never, I mean, gypsy comes from her. She's the one that said gypsy in the kitchen. Gypsy because we like to stay, to stay barefoot uh freedom keep on moving um keep on changing places discovering new ingredients to bring in our kitchen 
So it's, uh, I could say it's about freedom, freedom way of living. It's just that when I, when I see the whole thing, I get like a very homey feeling about it, you know? The home cooking, the home uh, gardening, the ingredients being natural, the, like you say, this, oh, this sense of community, but you also created like this beautiful home that you share, you know, through your stories, through your pictures. You have the, the band that is also like a character now, in a way. But then, it, it, I don't know if it's true or not, but to, for me, it kind of conflicts a bit between this. Okay, we travel everywhere, yeah, but so is it kind of like we take home with us everywhere, or or we bring everything back home? Ah, that's a good question. I think it's uh, it's both. You know, um, we bring our home with us when we travel, and uh, when we come back, we bring our travels back to home. You know, and when I say that we bring our travels back to home, we bring it with uh, uh, the ingredients that we make. Uh, um, we buy also some objects, uh, some uh, different kind of uh, things that we find on our travel. Crafters. Crafters, things. yeah, that we sell on our e-shops. So it's, uh, I think, a little bit of both, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I don't have anything to add on what he says. And how did you arrive to this idea when you were working for Stella McCartney? I was sick of that environment, you know, like I've been in fashion since about 10 years and I've been working for the biggest brands like Chanel and Jill Sander and Stella McCartney and, you know, the... constant? The... Yeah, the, the constant element. Element of all these jobs were was my frustration, but not because of the job itself, but because of the people I had to refer, because of the sick environment that uh, I don't know how and why somehow fashion business is creating. So um, you know, in the morning I was working really hard, being kind of like fashion beach and then coming back home I was cooking my cookies and my tarta and my pastry and you know it was something so on the opposite that I couldn't find my balance anymore so I when we met we decided that we want to be in a place where we push our happiness where we push um a way of life uh, that sees see us together like a couple not just in the evening when you're tired and you don't have nothing to say no we want to live ourselves and to create the world that we want so we say why don't we give it a try we we always in time to reinvent ourselves if you know, things get worse but so far so good I think that the idea of uh, it's something that came really, really spontaneously. You know, it's not something that we looked for. She started cooking after uh, her day work. You know, coming home because it was her passion and everything. So since we we met, we started to to give more, try to give it a little bit more professional thing, and uh, and we saw that it started 
you could live out of it, you know, a little bit. So it started to get in conflict with your work. And at some point you have to decide what you want to do, you know. And uh, since we were young, I always thought, you know, it's a little bit hard what I'm going to say. We live in a modern uh, slavery way, you know, because uh, we have to work at least eight, nine hours a day and you have to do that thing, okay? So if you have to do it, best if you do what you like, you know, and what enjoy you enjoy to do. Otherwise, it will be really hard. And all these people that are doing things that they don't like, you can get it, you know, the depression that's all around and the people that feel not so happy. Uh, they have to stop and, and think, you know, am I liking what I'm doing? Because I'm doing it nine hours a day, you know, and I have to do it for the rest of my life. Not the rest, but at least other 40, 50 years. So we, we try to give it a chance to live the way we would like to choose our time to work, our time to travel, you know, and uh, and gives us the opportunity to discover a whole new kind of worlds, you know, different world, food world, but not only, not only, many, many different worlds. That what keeps us going, you know, pushing. Absolutely. And have you ever felt that you found a wall sometimes where being creative also requires a lot of management behind, you know? Like, you, you create something and you put all your passion into this creativity, but then you also need to manage, I don't know, uh, an e-shop and uh, it's contacts and... Yeah. I think the biggest compromise is dealing with clients, you know? Mm -hmm. Because uh, since it's our thing, our e-shop, we discuss, we choose our things, we, we know what to put, what we like. But when it comes to clients, you know, you always have to compromise with them and they always want something that is not really you. So it's trying to, I think that the difficult part here is to, to get an understanding with the client, get along with the client. That's, I think it's the difficult part. And to make them understand that uh, they need to trust. I mean, if, you, if they choose us to communicate their product, they need to be um, aware that we have our own language that we communicate to our community with our own language. That is something that people that follow us are used to. And we are not going to change it for a project. Their clients understand this thing that comes to you because they like what you're doing, the way you communicate, and others that come to you for the numbers. You know, right. that's a big difference. So you have to be a bit of a filter between what you choose to actually yeah. express and like tell your your audience that we like this and maybe you will like too. Exactly. And uh, we are really honest with our uh, I don't like I don't like yeah followers with our audience. Okay, because what we communicate is what we really use. We see in the Instagram today everybody is promoting a lot of products that maybe they don't really use or they're not really in their lifestyle mood, you know? But uh, we only use what we communicate, what we really use. That's, I think, honesty to our audience is really important to us and what it makes us keep on going, I think, you know, in the long term. Yeah, I always like that about your account because you can really see how it's... I mean, I think now we live in this era where everybody has a platform and everybody can shout as loud as they can. 
But then what we lost was like these people who were group curators back in the day. Like an editor of a magazine back in the day, he knew what he was talking about so much more so than everybody else, no? Exactly. So we need to find good curators that we can trust, like you say. And maybe audience is a wrong word, I guess. Like, I like how you called it community back in the day, because out of all the people also that I see, you guys have so much interaction with your with your community, I guess. Yeah, but I think that is also because in this world of Instagram, you know, where everybody can buy followers, buy likes and everything, we are really honest. Also in this part, you know, we never vote, so the numbers we have are real. And so if people talk, yeah, they talk, they really talk. And, uh, and if we post something, we really reach now 100,000 people. And uh, so that's why there is engagement, because they're all real. Who's got really big numbers and has got less engagement or is, have done something like a little bit strange, like buying or, or this kind of stuff, or maybe they're doing something that's not really effective or it's something that you can see in other channels, you know, in other profiles. So that is, I think it's really important also to try to do something unique. Not that we are trying to do it, we're just, you know, sharing our, our life, how it is. And I think that many people on Instagram try to use it as to show off, you know, their beautiful, excellent life with these beautiful dresses and bags and airplanes, you know, we're going around with a van, something that everybody can do. So I think that this brings us near to the people, you know what I mean? It's not that, uh, ah, they're making a beautiful life, um, luxury. No, everybody can do what we do, you know, traveling with a van and something that, I mean, everybody can do it if they want to do it, you know? But uh, a bit going back to what I was saying is, is that I also appreciate this fact that uh, even people who have so many followers, as much as you do or even more, you don't see them like you guys open your doors to people to come here and have dinner with you. Like you say, you run this like tiny restaurant yeah. and like opening someone's, your house to, to at some point, let's call them strangers because yeah. in reality, that's also yeah. a bit kind of what they are. That's something that you don't see often and that inspires also this kind of trust that me as someone that follows you realizes that, okay, this is not usual. You know what? Maybe because uh, I always go back there to honesty, you know, we've got nothing mm -hmm. to hide. So we open our doors for people that always see the pictures of the food that Alice is cooking, you know? And uh, we said, yeah, okay, we've got this virtual, you know, virtual world. But we want to know who, who is really following us. We want to give name and faces to the people and give a chance to these people to come over and eat what they always see, you know, for an exchange. And to know us. Yeah, and to know us and to know them as well. So for us, it was really natural, this thing. Many people told us, why aren't you scared of opening your house to strangers? But I think that people that follow Gypsy in the Kitchen, it's not a serial killer, you know? No, I know. I, I didn't mean it like that, in that way. I mean that it's, uh, the, the, it's like when they say of someone who, a performer, for example, that they go on stage, they always talk about like the feedback that they get back from people, no? And I think as someone that puts themselves out there so much, like you're blogging your life, you're blogging your kitchen, your garden, your traveling, everything. And then maybe comments at some point are 
just comments no but then when you like you said when you see someone that comes here and then they smile and they appreciate what you do it's probably also very nice for you to experience yeah definitely yeah, it's awesome. the best uh prize for us yeah. if you can call prize but like it's why we do this otherwise would be just you know like this hypothetic online world we put everything offline but it's also, you know, when I see an Instagram profile, but we had the chance to meet these people, you know, and you see them and you imagine them in a certain way. And then when you meet them, you see that it's not the way you always thought about them, you know? So I want people to come here and have their own, you know, um, judgment or, and see, ah, they're really like this, you know? And that's the best compliment people makes to us. Ah, you are? like on Instagram, you know, it's nothing changing, you are really spontaneous, natural, you know, that's, that's a really big compliment for us. We had the chance to meet people that we thought they were a certain way and when you meet them they're completely different, so you understand that it's, it's all something that it's, it's built, you know, it's a character that they build themselves to. We are the way we show ourselves. Thing. And there's not, also in our photography, in our work, there's not much of build, you know, it's really everything pretty spontaneous. Also the photo, when the Alice, we have to make a photo about the food and everything. Just put the plate there, we use the fork and the things that we use to tell the story of the plate and that's it. We don't put flowers that maybe don't, don't, don't have nothing to do, you know, with the picture, just to make it fancy, okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> One thing that is maybe true that I'm noticing now is he's big help with all these creative decisions of the how how do you make uh, photography or he's video. okay he's the one behind the yes. whole operation yes here. yes absolutely <laughs> he's doing all the creative part I'm doing all the writing and all the recipes so yeah you can say that she's the front you know. Mm -hmm. uh, where she appears in the image, in the videos, and everything. I write. In the creative part, we work together. It's always like a interaction between us, you know. But he's Capricorn, and he's very—he knows what he wants. I know. And you can discuss. No, I'm joking. No, 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 no. I'm joking. But he is the one doing, you know, all the creative side because. I'm more good in doing recipes and mixing spices, uh, but I'm not good in, uh, uh, you know, creating uh, everything like any like um, uh, an image that could be like current with everything we do. I mean, that's awesome. As I said, it's I say that also the photos that we take in places, you know, it's, it's the place that makes the photo. I'm just pressing bottles on the camera, you know. Okay, maybe I catch the right uh, um, composition or how I like it, but it's, uh, yeah, everyone's got their thing. She cooks, she's in front, and uh, that's it. I stay, I, write. I stay behind the camera, and I like to do that. One thing I get a lot from your, from your Gypsy in the Kitchen account and everything is the, the importance of Sometimes not following the recipe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm wrong with it. No, that's, that's what I always true. get the message of like, no, no, that's... it's fine to just mess it up or try something Absolutely. or mix things up. Absolutely. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a chef. I never did like high cuisine school. We 
you know, I just learn from uh, the woman of my life. So my family, from the people uh, that I thought they were like, my meet, like, you know, Martha Stewart or Nigella Lawson. And I learned from them. I studied on the books. So I took all these things and I put it in our kitchen. And something that Julia Child always says, says that um, when you cook, uh, you must have very clear who are you cooking for, because it needs to be with love. And that's true. Otherwise, you're just, you know, doing an exercise of style uh, on your cooking. So um, we try to cook comfort food. That's what we want. We want, we want to comfort people. Uh, we want to... Uh, people to uh, find in our pictures, in our recipes, in our words, comfort. That's all we want. And uh, that means that if uh, we do a recipe with an ingredients that you don't like, but you like the recipes and you want to substitute the ingredients, it's okay. It doesn't matter. This is also the gypsy philosophy. You know, gypsy people always say, I have to go from A to B. Okay, if going from A to B, I find like an obstacle, I just, you know, go from A to C and then go back to B. And it's okay, it doesn't matter because it's life and it's beautiful like it is, you know, so. And if we think about also the Starred uh, Michelin cuisines, some of their plates are born by mistake, you know, the best plates. So it's, uh, it's always good to, to try your own, your own, uh, recipe. I mean, reading the one and then try to put your ingredients, the one that you think it would fit, you know, and experimenting, maybe it would come out a better plate even than the recipe. Right? Yeah, that's true, that's true. I think uh, sometimes I do the same with my cooking because, I don't know, maybe it happens to me a lot that I love spicy food, mm -hmm. but then the people around me don't really <laughs> take a lot of food. <laughs> pleasure in eating my my spicy food so i learned to like you say maybe cook for the people you love is is different than than so you must do a very good guacamole i do i like my guacamole yes but uh i i don't know i prefer other kinds of spicy sauces mexican ones yeah but you you were in mexico yeah we went yeah. there for a project really nice one we went for the Don Julio tequila, mm -hmm. and it was really interesting. We went to Guadalajara and to Mexico City, Mexico City, to, yeah. to Guadalajara, uh, to yeah. Agave, to the field, yeah, to cut the Agave in the field. It was a really nice experience. We did the tasting, and Mexico is amazing. It's a beautiful country. We didn't like too much. Uh, Cancun was really nice. Tulum. Ah, Tulum was Tulum really nice. It's really I mean, it's beautiful sea, but it's a little bit of these buildings, white and, you know, Way too bit. much US. Yeah. It's like Miami in Mexico. Yeah. It's Miami in Mexico. It's very touristy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But the water was beautiful also there, you know. And how did you like, uh, I mean, tequila, the place? You went to tequila? We went to Tequila, no, Guadalajara, where Don Julio was. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah. we went to Guadalajara and we went to It was really Spain. nice, it was Guadalajara. Do you remember? It was really... Beautiful city. And the food there? 
Well, you know, we love guacamole. He has a little bit of a trouble with the cilantro, oh. which I love. But it's either you love it or you hate it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I love it, but then there's people who say that it tastes like so. Exactly, but it's something like uh, genetic. Yeah, yeah, it is genetic. Uh, yeah. Genetic. Yeah. And I love it. I love it too. I love it. And in Mexico, if you ask it's... no coriander, you're going to get don't, it. just don't get it. <laughs> And the, the bad thing about when we were in Mexico is that we had this Italian guide. So oh, he thought yeah. to bring us to eat Italian. Yeah, Mexican it was awful. When we wanted to try the real Mexican food, you know, that was a little bit pity. Yeah, that's true. That was like the first night there. He brought us to eat um, Fettuccine Alfredo. And I was like, what are you fucking doing? It's <laughs> like something you do with, like, but then, like, we went to Luma by ourselves, and that was the best part. He surprised me making a reservation in this tiny cottage. It was like a, a hostel, but was really, really good and really chic and really cozy. And we stayed there for like uh, four days. No? A week. A week. We had a week, yeah. We had a week there. We were, you know, biking to the beaches, and it was really cool. Also, if we like non-tourist places, you know, we try when we travel, we try always to go in non-touristic places. Touristic places, everybody knows them, everybody can go there, you know. We try to discover and get new places. That's what we did in also in Norway. Everybody goes from uh, Bergen to North to Lofoten. What we wanted to do is travel to the south, and it's a part that nobody usually goes. And we found some amazing places, you know. And where is your next? Uh... Scotland. You're going to Scotland. To Scotland. We're going to gonna leave at the end of uh, June. Beginning. It's going to be a two months and a half travel trip. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. We don't organize too much, you know. Okay. And travel, traveling. We is, just go. Is discovering, is speaking to people where they have been, and you know getting uh, contaminated by their ideas of their places and then go and uh... And I think we are getting better and better on every trip, on what we bring, because every time is less, besides of the food that we always bring too much food, but it's okay, we come back with an empty van. And, um, but we, we started, like, especially for me, you know, at the beginning I was bringing everything, because you never know. But then now I just realized that when you travel on the van, you have already everything you need by your side. Your love, your kiddos, and so you just need jumpers and sweatshirts. And the Essentials. Essential. That's why traveling on the van... Uh, Very basic stuff. ...teaches you what are the essentials in life, you know? And uh, that's our reminder as well for us, you know? People, you don't have to keep on getting stuff and stuff. But, Life can be enjoyable with less. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think is... Okay, maybe I'm moving a bit away from the subject, but this comes to mind when you are in that situation, for example, you're in the van traveling for two months and a half, and uh, you're sharing, you're doing photography, but you're also doing stories, you're doing live, Instagram live and things like this. Do you guys have a line where like this is like, okay, this is private, not about time, not like, uh, because I heard you sometimes said something like, okay, maybe after 7, 8 p.m. in the evening, that's it for the phone for me. You know? Yes, I, you know, 
<clears throat> I think that at one point you need to start just realize that your life is offline. So working online is hard because everything it's like you want to share, but because you want to share something that people uh, could, you know, could take advantage on, on that. Like for instance, you know, like later I'm going up on terrace, so I'm gonna treat our gardener. So I like to share that moment, but there is a point that at one point I said, okay, this is our evening, this is just for us, good night, and it's our life. And I think it's very important. And of course, if you find something amazing that you want to share, we share. We are not strict, but we try to, you know, live more offline and then... Yeah, she's better at this. I'm always, if there is something interesting, I always, uh, you know, think about uh, uh, getting the phone and making a story or a photograph, but for myself as well, you know. But yeah, I'm a little bit, she's better in this. I am always, I mean, focusing on work, but on life, on sharing what is, uh, what it should be shared for me, you know. I think at one point you arrived that you need to recharge your battery and that's where I am creative talking, creative wise. I need, you know, to just, especially because we are like what's coming up next, it's our book and we have to uh, deliver our book to, the, to our editor at beginning of July. So it means that in these upcoming weeks, uh, we have to write. We can't move from Milano. We have, I have to stay here and write like a book of 260 pages. So means a lot of process because when I write, I go very deep inside of me because I think that everything, that, like um, a very famous mm, person, very, very like, uh, few times ago says that you need to write loud and clear on what makes you feel bad because that it's very good for yourself because you can heal while you write and you can heal other people because they recognize their sorrow on what on your words so um, this is my creative process I go very deep in myself I go very deep in what makes my heart, you know, a little bit busy or suffering or everything that is for me life and I put it out. So I need, you know, to take a little bit of steps out of social media because when you are so much into social media, you just can't see on yourself. And when she says she goes deep inside herself, that's why I think we got all those comments, engagements, uh, because people really feel what she's saying, you know. Photographs that I make are just like a contorno, a side, mm -hmm. a side dish, okay? No, it's not. People first see the, the, the photography and then... Yeah, but the turning and the comments are because of what she writes. Definitely. That's, it's a good mix. That's the power. It's a good recipe. <laughs> Compliment each other then. Well, so you're telling me you, you go offline and you go writing this book, which I guess is not a recipe book, it's a travel it's book. It's actually, no, it's a lifestyle book. We are going to speak about uh, what is, like, it's going, the title will be The Slow Life Diaries. Mm. 
So slow life, it's our way of approaching life. We are very slow and relaxed and we believe that just in the slow, you can really enjoy the little pleasures of life and that are making life worth of living. So um, we are going to try to uh, tell all these words to the people. So means uh, recipes, means travels, means uh, pictures, means all our words. Yeah, it's a world that's going really fast, you know, everybody's running and uh, I don't think they know where they're running to, you know. And uh, you keep on running, at some point you stop, you're eight years old and you say, I kept on running for all these years for working and money, and, but you have to stop and try to enjoy life as well, you know. Otherwise, <laughs> you reach eight years old and said, oh, I'm eight years old now, I haven't got the strength of when I was young, so maybe some things I should have done when I was young, you know. And this is a thing that uh, not many people realize. And see also some friends of my parents, you know, they work their whole life, you know, 12 hours a day. Yeah, okay, and they reach like eight years old, they got this big fancy house, but what about the experiences, you know, that are fundamental for our growth as well. I don't say that working you cannot experience, but it's a little bit different. But I do recognize it in, in the things you do, even the way you make coffee is... Some people like it fast and to the point, but you take the time to... A French press takes a bit of commitment yeah. in order to have a cup of coffee. Traveling in a van takes commitment to get there slowly, but certainly at some point, no? But even, for instance, when uh, I go, he always makes fun of me because even when I do like an American coffee or when I, I drink a cappuccino with him, my cappuccino stays next to me for like two hours. And he's like, how are you going to really drink it now that it's so cold? Yes, totally. And it takes me times because I want to enjoy. I want to, you know, I don't want to be the slave of uh, the time, you know, like... You have to drink your cappuccino in um, 10 minutes, otherwise it's going to be cold and it's not going to be good. No, it's not true. I don't want to, be, to have this slavery, so I want to have my cappuccino next to me. I want to drink it slowly. I want to stop drinking and, you know, pick up the phone or write emails or, you know, give him a, a good morning kiss or you know, start uh, recipes or uh, mm. pastry puff or with my times and then knowing my cappuccino is there waiting for me. So, and French press, I like it because it's kind of like an American coffee because you can have a lot of coffee and I need a lot of coffee. For instance, today I didn't have coffee waking up and I'm so sleepy all day. And, uh, but in the same time, it's like, you know, you can have this feeling of slow and, and you know, you feel better the coffee in the French press. That's well, what we I think. We think about uh, all things that take time are the best ones, right? So we need to take our time. And in a society where everything is uh, so fast and right away, you know, also we can uh, thank uh, Steve Jobs, you know, one. Back in the day when it was the artist coming out with a new CD, you had to wait until you can go and buy it. 
the shop okay now it comes out you can download it right away you know and people have got their enjoyable time with that thing and that is this is, uh, is, is uh, so fast you know what I mean and they want something else after and so what we think is you have to take your time to do your thing okay and enjoy it and then maybe you don't need another thing right after you know what I mean yeah yeah it's like um well when i saw that you went to the barbecue place you know like yeah. the, the thing that always barbecue people say is good things take time yeah exactly right? and that's why i'm doing barbecue <laughs> and trying to to cook for 10 hours you know waiting and that's the best meat you could ever eat that yeah because you're tasting it for 10 hours already exactly also it's actually donuts for a barbecue also the waiting time gives you that that thing when you eat it, you know, all the time that you waited and it's, it's like that. Or maybe it's like, you know, I can compare it to basketball and football, okay? Mm -hmm. What I mean, that basketball, you got a point every, every action, basically. In soccer, no, you have to wait. Maybe in a match, you don't even have a goal. But when that goal comes, you got all that energy coming out, you know? I'm not a football fan, but it's to make the, so waiting and waiting brings more big emotion, I think, you know, what what's gonna be. Yeah. No? Absolutely. Let's say it that way. Well, thank you very much. Thank for, you. For your guys' time and uh, it was very interesting. Thank you. Maybe we get out a little bit of topics when we talk, you know, we are gypsy also in there. No, that's <laughs> great. That's we, great. we just uh, talk with no randomly, but so, these are our main goals, points. And before we we stop and uh, say goodbye to whoever's listening out there, I want to ask you guys just one uh, recommendation that you have, maybe something Italian for people who are not Italian that listen to us, uh, something to read, something to watch, something to do, something to check out, anything really. Oh, that's uh... about Italy, right? I guess yeah. I, I think that you should like people when approach italy should not just approach the big cities of course milano rome venice beautiful cities but there are a lot in the small cities there are a lot of tradition in the small cities and uh, so for the cooking uh, like the small trattorie or just be curious when you come to italy and just we are ready to, you know, have a road trip in the little, um, little town around the big cities because it makes the difference. Little, little tiny mountain town or seaside town. It's where all Italian tradition is, I think, you know, and um, that's what sees. What I suggest people that come to Italy is to get lost. Why do I say this? Because Italy, in Italy, we've got 70% of the world heritage, okay? So Italy is an open museum. So wherever you go, you know, you find something. So that's my, uh, my suggestion. Come to Italy and get lost. Get lost with people, with places, with food. I mean, don't be afraid of eat. Just, I mean, what I say, what I want to say is just don't eat pizza and spaghetti. We are not just pizza and spaghetti. We have a lot of tradition in cooking and it's something that makes us proud because you go from Piemonte to Lombardia to Sicilia. Every region's got their, their typical, typical food. 
and it's something that needs to be discovered because it's a travel inside of the travel and uh, it's, it's really work. And uh, about watch, okay, let's go. We are very Netflix addicted, so <laughs> oops, I can say that. Um, watch our Vimeo channel. Watch a film, Italian film, I think that who doesn't know it should watch it, La Vita Bella. Mm. The film of Roberto Benigni, and uh, it's, uh, it's... It's the Oscar winning, yeah. yeah. One of the Oscar winning in the last year, yeah. few years, so... If I have to recommend something to watch Italian, it would be that, La Vita Bella. Absolutely. It gives a way, you know, a way of how the Italian is, you know. Benigni, I think, is a uh, is, uh, typical Italian, I think. Absolutely. Um, I remember a few times ago I was watching Netflix uh, uh, Chef Table and uh, they did uh, an episode on a tiny ice cream place in Italy and I recommend that because it's Italy. That's Italy. More than maybe the episode on Massimo Bottura. That's Italy. And um, what else? We love Sicily. But also Rome, I think Rome opens your heart everywhere you go. Like, you just walk around and it opens your heart. Totally. And what are you guys reading right now? I'm into um, uh, thriller books. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's an... Um, okay, i show you because I have it here. And um, I love Nordic... Uh, authors so people from scandinavia writing about homicide and very bad thing and this cooking book which is the cook atelier book and it's a recipe book about uh, uh, this tiny uh, french cuisine home and fun fact is that i interviewed these people about eight years ago when they were just open and I saw their potential. I saw they had this um, own artist and they were very, um, you know, graceful in every details they were producing and now they're big and I just, you know, I'm turning 40 next month and I hope uh, he's making a reservation at Boom Restaurant <laughs> with them. a lot of like, and about the, the book of reading, actually, it's this one, which I don't know how to pronounce, but it's like a thriller. The Uomo delle Castagne. The Chestnut Man. When I read, I read uh, study books. I read, I read to learn. Mm. I don't read romance uh, or stories. I read uh, books of mine on whiskey, on different topics where I could learn something. And you. You love Enzo Mario, so that's something that they need to check. If we need to say something that they need to check, maybe about design? It's Enzo Mario, it's uh, my father of design for me. And he's Italian, he's a little bit, uh, uh, how do you say, Borbero. He's a little bit... Grunchy. Uh, Grunchy, yeah, grunchy person in, in the world of design. And he, he makes objects with no time, you know? It's a, it's, he makes objects that you cannot refer to a certain date, you know? It's something you can see after eight years and it's still uh, uh, contemporary, you know? In Somalia, I like to read him as well. That's it. Thank you very much again. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, 
whoever out there, all the links to their Instagram and their shop and everything will be listed downstairs. So go check them out. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.